guys, welcome to the Drone Horizon podcast. I'm Alex, and today I'm joined by Kenneth and Danielle. So guys, would you like to introduce yourselves? Yeah. Uh, my name is Danielle. Uh, I am 26 years old. Yeah, yeah. I'm 26 years old. Uh, and I live in Norway, Olsen. Uh I recently uh, had a baby. He's my son, and he's now 11 months old. And he's been on adventures with us ever since he was born, as much as he, we could during uh, this uh, crazy times. And uh, yeah, we started, I started photography in 2015, uh, just for fun. And I had a very old Canon camera that I stole from my dad. And uh, yeah, it just went to different places and took some photos. And then in 2018, uh, my sister's boyfriend, he had been using Instagram to show his photos. And I thought this would be fun to try to. And that's when I started using my Instagram account, Danny Langedel, as an yeah, as a as a platform to show my photography. And I mainly uh, earlier I mainly took uh, landscape photos and yeah, drone photos. We started with drone in two thousand and yeah, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, we started the same yeah, year. I think so. Yeah, uh, but also now I have a little bit of landscape because. We can't travel as much, so it's not a we're not able to take as much landscape photos as we used to. So yeah, it's been a little bit switch up on my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, and also we travel with our dog, which is a yeah, she's she's all over. The place, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's thirteen years old. Yeah, yeah, she's an old dog. Uh, so I'm Kenneth, and uh, I'm actually born in the northern Norway. If you know, like uh, Nordkap, which is the most northern point in Norway, uh, it's like a five-hour five drive from there. Um, but uh, I've lived in the southern Norway uh, a very, for a very long time, or the western parts of Norway. When I went to uh, uh, high school, I picked like uh, photography and videography as a theme. And I loved it. And also, ever since I was a kid, I've done like stunt videos and and uh, very inspired by Jackass. Uh, <laughs> and we made horrible movies all the time, like jumping down from roofs and uh, uh, using like uh, or jumping down from a building with the snow, of course. Uh, um, yeah, so I've all, always had the interest uh, of um, of photography. And also when the drone came, uh, like when we got uh, the hands on our first drone, I was like, uh, I've always dreamt uh, of being a pilot um, sometime. So uh, yeah, I- Is this the closest you've been? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now uh, with the FPV drone, uh, drones coming out, uh, I'm like, I'm having so much fun uh, with drones. Um, yeah, I don't know if I- well, thank you both for taking time out of your evening um, to chat with us. Um, as always, we've asked you to sort of send over three pictures between the three of you that, you know, are, are your favourites. And we've got three great looking pictures. And as I said to you guys before, I love Norway. So do you want to talk us through um, why you've chosen this uh, lovely waterfall shot? Okay, so that waterfall, um, that's one of the steepest waterfalls in Europe, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very long waterfall. <laughs> But if you, uh, you can also drive to the point, um, you can drive to the top of the waterfall because there's a road on the mountain there. And you're not able to fly the drone out uh, all the way up to the, uh, where you can see the waterfall from. 
So if you want to get a shot like that, you have to hike on the top of the waterfall and then drive the drone out. And it's very far down. So if we would have lost connection with the drone there, yeah, it would have died. It wouldn't have had any anymore. And that's one of the reasons why we chose that uh, photo because it was, uh, yeah, we had adrenaline when we tried shooting that photo. Um, and also I love that photo. I love, you can see where the waterfall comes from on this photo. So it's, yeah, it's kind of a cool story behind it because there's a lot of people who has been trying to take a photo of this, of this waterfall, but they are all standing on the bottom of the waterfall trying to get their drone up and can't do it. So it's, it's kind of uh, not too many people know that you can drive <laughs> to the top of it. And also this waterfall is only open uh, because it's a... Um, uh, it's a seasonal waterfall, actually. Yeah. Uh, so the water is only going down there from June to the end of August. Mm. So you only have three months to actually see this waterfall. Yeah. And it looks amazing from the bottom as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really bumpy ride up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like really, we drive an SUV and uh, yeah, uh, she gets uh, car sick or motion sick. Uh, sorry, we call it car sick here in Norway, but motion sick. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the, the ride up there, you... you uh, You're driving on a mountain, you get what you get. <laughs> yeah. A lot of rocks and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I really like this shot because I think if you were sort of driving by at the bottom, and I know you said obviously that the road towards the top is sort of a, a bit more of a secret, but I think if you were to look at this waterfall from the bottom, you wouldn't quite realise what's behind it. And I think that's where sort of this picture really stands out, that you can you can see the waterfall and the, you know, the sheer scale of it, but also you can see where it's coming from. So you've got, you've sort of met that crest on the top of the rock quite nicely that you can still see sort of the bottom as well as the top so obviously you mentioned that it's seasonal is that from the snow melting that then sort of fills up that gap and then um causes the waterfall yeah i think it mostly uh but it's also it's um i'm not really sure what it's called but it's uh, <laughs> english name for a place where you get gather of water a dam no yeah a dam yeah yeah a dam is a yeah yeah so they only open it because they don't want all the water to get away from the waterfall. So they actually yeah, they have it covered up. But um, last year, uh, there was really much snow there and it all melted at, at once. So the waterfall actually started by itself, kind of. It ran over with water. So it, yeah, last year it was from, I think it was April because there was so much snow on the top, melting really fast, but yeah. On the, when you look on the photo, uh, you can't see the bottom of the waterfall. Yeah, I mean, I, it looks like you can see the bottom, but obviously now you say it, obviously it's probably buried right down the bottom. Yeah, but it's also another waterfall from this waterfall because it's such a long waterfall. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, uh, what you see on the photo photo is like, uh, it's, it's probably half of it or yeah. something. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how uh, far uh, away we have to uh, um, drive the drone away, and I, I to don't get know. The entire one, I think that would be far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, one of the things I liked when I visited Norway was that you can go and visit. Obviously, this waterfall is an exception. I mean, I didn't go to any anywhere near as big as this, but the the waterfalls that I did go to, there's no sort of like safety 
barriers around to stop you getting close. So if you wanted to go somewhere, you can go there. It's it's not like there's loads of places stopping you and, and you, you're very limited as to where you can go. You know, I think there was there was one waterfall I went to and it uh, the waterfall came down and then it went under a bridge and we were able to literally crawl under the bridge you know right on the on the water's edge to be able to get the shot that we wanted and I think that's fantastic that you're still able to basically get as up close as to nature as you dare yeah because Norway isn't built for tourists I mean you can be a tourist but if you fall in it's your own fault <laughs> it's kind of like that we don't have anything um yeah you can't tell that it's anyone's fault but yourself if you actually fall into a waterfall yeah, we also had some uh, American visitors and they were like asking if the waterfall was made or or just natural. And they, they thought it was um, made from people just to make it look cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's uh, that's a really interesting perspective of uh, the, the nature of Norway. Um, unreal or yeah. Yeah, it's almost like it's too good to be true that, you know, something like that just doesn't happen naturally. I mean, I, I can vouch for that just in the landscape in general. It's it's unlike anywhere I've ever been before. And obviously, I mentioned before that you guys are both very lucky to sort of have around you what you do. Um, so just out of interest, Kenneth, do you prefer the west coast of Norway or right up in north of Norway? Because obviously, there's the I can imagine that the landscapes are quite varied because obviously up north, you've got a lot of sort of smaller islands and a lot of snow whereas down here it tends to be sort of more or down where you guys are it tends to be sort of more fjords and, and mountainous so which do you prefer uh actually um i've got no answer for that because uh where i'm from there's like really boring for photography um and except if you, for northern lights yeah yeah northern, northern lights <laughs> are big plus uh, but uh, where I live, uh, you have to drive. Like, if you drive for like uh, ten or ten hours or so, or even more, I think it's I think it's like twelve or fourteen hours. Then you're in Lofoten, and uh, Lofoten is like the uh, main place to do photography. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anywhere you shoot, you will get something good because uh, uh, Lofoten is like uh, huge and very. Uh, uh, sharp mountains you have uh, Kvalvika beach uh, and also if you get the the northern lights uh, with the 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 raw nature and the then you will get like a really good shot but all the way up from uh, where he lives or where he lived when he was younger where it came came from yeah yeah it's not too many mountains there yeah. and yeah it's, it's mostly uh, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like big hills <laughs> basically and uh, I mean, the biggest hill or uh, the mountain is uh, like 350 meters above uh, the sea ocean, level. about sea level. Yeah. Uh, so that's not not it's not, not much not to brag about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, I didn't sort of quite realize, but you guys are quite lucky with uh, wildlife as well, which sort of brings us on to your next shot, which is of the orca. So do you want to talk us through where this shot came from and how you managed to capture the shot? Yeah, uh, so we went to a place uh, about 30 minutes away from our home uh, where there's a really beautiful lighthouse and we went there just to take a walk uh, during, I think it was last winter. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was just really calm and beautiful and everything. And then 
something we can often see here is suddenly a fin just getting above the sea level. And then we saw them and we had the drone and we never had the drone at the same time as we've seen uh, Orca. So this time we flew off the drone and yeah, we kind of, we didn't chase them. They weren't scared of the drone, they couldn't hear it. Um, but yeah, we flew after them and uh, filmed a little bit, took some photos. And that was kind of risky as well, because this was when, uh, yeah, we flew far out in the ocean. So yeah, <laughs> I think it was three kilometers out. Uh, I think it was two, actually, <laughs> two, kilometers okay, two kilometers at max. Yeah, yeah, it was scary. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, we had, uh, I, uh, I basically like took the drone out, out of the backpack and I almost threw it in the air and like activate you know you really and, wanted some photos of yeah those yeah because when i first saw that fin i was like danny 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 look at that that was insane and uh and uh yeah i i didn't actually look at the numbers and the distance from the drone so uh yeah we just i mean i have never had that kind of adrenaline and also uh watching something that majestic before uh yeah uh, probably one of my uh one of my greatest moments as a, a drone pilot yeah so we've seen uh things like that before but this is the first time we've been able to actually because they're really fast when they start, start to swim uh so this is the first time we actually had the drone this available at the same time as we saw them so we were super lucky to get that shot yeah and i think as well with wildlife Wildlife is very unpredictable when it comes to taking pictures of because you can't just tell it to stay where it is. Um, and I was chatting to another photographer a little while ago um, and one of his shots that he sent over was of an orca. And he said that because of you know the speed and everything, you have to be so quick with what you're doing and so conscious of you know not wasting too much time doing one particular thing that to capture a shot like this, obviously I can imagine you probably did throw it up in the air. Um, I mean, I, I really like this shot because you've got almost like a glimmer of um, orange on the water on the left-hand side. Was that because you were shooting at sunset or was that just purely coincidence? Sunset, but that was uh, also the seagrass, that's what you see. Yeah, uh, uh, they were actually uh, uh, swimming uh, really close to uh, land. Uh, land, but there were some islands like far away from, from the coast. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. There was some seagrass uh, right next to the whale right there, but it was during some uh, sunset. That's why, that's why you can see the shimmer in the yeah. Mm. In the photo. So, do you guys have you managed to capture sort of any other pictures of any other wildlife? Um, maybe not specifically with drones, but just in general. Uh, we have loads of eagles here. <laughs> yeah, we have actually one that <laughs> he circles around our house every day. Yeah. So, uh, but also uh, about three hours away from here, we have a mountain called, uh, or a place called Runda. And up there, uh, we have a lot of um, puffins. Yeah, a puffins, the puffin birds. Yeah. Uh, and they come there every Easter, I think, around that time, and they stay until fall. So there's a lot of photographers there all the time just to shoot photos of the uh, puffin. Yeah. Also, that's a bird mountain, so we have loads of different kind of birds there, but they're really used to people, so they kind of, yeah, sometimes almost step on them. <laughs> but there are loads of eagles there as well. So I think eagles are what we have most of, and also foxes, yeah. Yeah, we have uh, uh, on that uh, on the place called uh, Runde, 
there is like a lot of different types of birds and also uh you're not allowed to go um how should i say it uh uh off the path you you need to stay on a on yeah, a, you on a to, path uh, yeah you need to show respect for the bird like yeah uh, also it's no drone zone <laughs> yeah so and yeah, and uh, seals. Yeah, we have a lot of those too. We have some photos of that as well. Um, and I think that's it. Yeah, we, also, we, we have... have some deers. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of wildlife here, but we live on the West Coast, so we don't get like the big animals like moose and- We have a moose. We don't have wolves. We have one moose. Yeah, we have yeah. taken a photo of a moose, but that yeah. was on our way to Northern Norway. Yeah, we saw a lot. Yeah, there were loads of them on the way there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, last year, I think, uh, no, the year before, we went to road trip uh, the northern Norway. Uh, we have done it like two uh, times in a row because the second the second time now was because of the lockdown. Uh, we couldn't travel uh, outside uh, the Norwegian borders, so we just uh, oh, let's do another road trip. Um, and we saw like an owl, we saw uh, multiple foxes running over the road and, uh, that's when we got the moose, uh, as well. Yeah, it was just standing right next to the road. And also we got, a uh, we, we went to a small town. I'm, I'm not sure what, what, oh, it's, yeah. what, is, what the name was, but we, <laughs> we saw like, what, what's it called? Uh, it was a bunny, but not a bunny. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, what do you call it? Uh, not a hair. Bunny. Yeah. Hair. Yeah. Hair, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just running in the streets and just just, uh, <laughs> just following around <laughs> it was really big i've never seen a wild hair before yeah, yeah. i've only seen like the bunnies you have at home <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys live in quite a rural area or is it quite sort of built up i mean it must be pretty remote for you guys to have sort of eagles flying around yeah uh, i mean we have the city is that's a lot of buildings and stuff like that but we have a lot of nature around us because we're surrounded by mountains and it's uh yeah you can't build houses on the mountains so we i mean if we want to go on a mountain we just have to pick which one we want to go to because we have so many <laughs> yeah we're quite lucky there yeah. yeah but yeah so uh every place i mean except for the mountains there are a lot of a lot of houses but also if we want to get to a place where there's almost no no houses we have to drive like 15 minutes yeah uh we are really lucky there um also uh the, one of the reasons why it is like this in norway is probably because of the big like uh, uh Nor norway is a big country uh and uh also we have laws to laws to preserve nature and you cannot like build wherever you want uh uh, the law uh, that preserves the nature also takes um, uh, it protect. It, it's supposed to protect um, uh, uh, the animals in the forest and stuff uh, to not take uh, too much land from them. Um, so yeah, but I, we don't have regular forests. That's the only thing I'm missing. We only have mountains, but that's perfect for them to live there as well. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that's a sacrifice I'd be willing to make, though. I feel like I would sacrifice forests to have sort of the landscapes that you guys do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I can't complain. I just want to go for a walk one time that is not always uphill. <laughs> <laughs> 
So sort of moving on to your third picture then, which is of the um, sort of the river meandering through the little valley. Um, do you want to talk us through this shot? Yeah, uh, that's a river in Strin. That's like two hours away from here. Or, yeah, two hours, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, yeah. maybe, yeah. And that's a really small place uh, with not too many people, but they have this river is just really gorgeous. Yeah. And we couldn't see it. Like if you see on Google Maps, that's that's how, uh, how we can find some of our drone photos, actually. Uh, more than one time we have checked Google Maps or Google Earth before we fly off the drone because we can see from the air what it actually looks like. Yeah. That's actually a really cool tip to, yeah. Yeah, looking for uh, like spectacular patterns. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, this was actually a photo that we saw on Instagram and um, like a similar photo. So we saw this place and we wanted to try to get a similar photo of or at the same place at least. So um, yeah, to get a shot like that, you have to fly the drone kind of too high. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, that was actually before we knew. So yeah. we took the photo before we knew that this was too high for the drone. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, the funny thing about this, uh, th that river is that uh, they also have a festival there. Uh, each year, uh, in the summer, people gather and they build rafts and they actually sit in this, they float in this river drinking beer and listening <laughs> to music. Like it's a really stupid, traditional Norwegian thing. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, uh, also a funny story from this, uh, this place is that um, I posted that photo on Instagram and Canon, they actually contacted me and they wanted to write an article about me uh, with this photo. And they were asking like, is this photo taken with a Canon camera? And I was like, uh, no, but <laughs> but you you can probably find something else in my, <laughs> in my feed or something. And they were like, nah, we will keep an eye on you. <laughs> and I was like so sad because that would probably be in the peak of my uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> phot photography career. So yeah, that was really sad. <laughs> no, no, a lot of people have went to this place to get that shot uh, because it's a really spectacular river. And also af after seeing this river for the first time, it made me very that actually we have really cool rivers in Norway. <laughs> mm. So yeah, we got some more of those during the years we've seen on google maps and fly up the drone take that yeah yeah i think when it comes to sort of water in general you guys are quite lucky um because obviously you've got quite a lot of fjords and quite a lot of water to sort of mix in with the land so it gives quite a nice variety in the landscapes so you know even in this bit where you know if you'd have taken the river out it would have still been a nice picture but having that river in there just adds that sort of extra little bit to it i guess um obviously i know you've mentioned that you shoot cannon um, so do you want to run us through what equipment you use, both sort of with drones and normal cameras? Yeah, uh, our, we have two drones right now. Uh, one of them is an FPV. It's kind of self-built from him. Yeah, it's uh, like uh, I, I've built it myself uh, with a DJI digital system. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and we have, uh, we have the first Mavic Pro. Uh, we didn't upgrade it yet, but we were waiting for the next one to come to yeah. upgrade. Yeah. because we still love that one mm. 
And we just bought a new camera in September. We bought the Canon R5. Mm. Yeah. And we have also bought two new Canon lenses, which are amazing. It's the one with the 15 to 35. Yep. And the Canon 28 to 70. Yeah. And that is a 2.2 uh, blender. And that's yeah. like really uh, nice. It's yeah. a really nice blur. Uh, so we, we just offered it to proper yeah <laughs> proper canon gear mm. so yeah so when it comes to you guys sort of going out to locations and that kind of thing who takes the drone and who takes the camera we switch it up uh very often it's the one who sees the landscape first takes yeah either the camera or the drone mm. so we can't say that any of the photos are his or mine because we never know <laughs> which one of us has actually taken the photo um, and also when we fly with the drone, it's like, uh, we switch the remote to the other one to like, yeah, do you have anything you want to take photos of? And then we, yeah, we always get more than one shot at one place because we also have different ways we want the photos to be. Uh, and the same goes with the camera. Sometimes he has a really brilliant idea he wants and I have another one. So yeah, but uh, with the landscape photos, he's the main photographer. No, I mean uh, the lifestyle photos. <laughs> yeah, where I'm in it. Also, uh, one thing that is great about being two persons is that uh, the last uh, wedding gig we had. Uh, yeah, we shoot weddings so far. <laughs> um, we uh, went with a with a wedding uh, couple uh, to a location to take like portraits of them. And while she was taking photos, I was like, uh, well, while you were taking photos, yeah. I were uh, thinking about, okay, how, how can I do this uh, in a different way? And also getting those breaks uh, also helps a lot on the creativity uh, yeah. because you, you are not always in the, in the productive working. mode. Yeah. So that, that, that kind, uh, can kind of uh, stop you from being creative. And also if you stop and take a step back and just look at uh, things in a different way, uh, yeah, that, that usually resets your creativity and um, um, yeah, makes you probably more, makes you more creative. Yeah. I think obviously you guys sort of choosing between the equipment and being able to swap between the two of you is probably quite good, as you say, for your creativity, but also in situations where maybe the weather is sort of a limiting factor um, and you've got a very short time scale, you know, you can both sort of get the best of a situation. Um, so where does the FPV drone come into that then? Do you tend to use that for any sort of commercial work or is it mainly just for as and when you sort of feel the need to use it? Um, in the future, I want to build a CineLifter, which is uh, an FPV drone uh, with a cinema camera on it. Uh, yeah. The thing, the thing <laughs> is that he, he hasn't uh, tried his FPV drone too much because it's we need like a big open field to try it. And like I said, we have to be on a mountain to get to a place where there's no houses. So we haven't been able to try it too much, but he actually, he really wanted to try it to drive next to a boat one time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, luckily this happened early so we could actually pick the drone up on the water again <laughs> because he, he threw it right in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I'm not proud of that. Uh, anyways, uh, since that- It's difficult, to, it's difficult to find the drone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> FPV uh, is definitely very, um, how to say it's really difficult uh, compared to the tripod drones like DJI Mavic uh, Pro. Um, 
um, I want to be a total entrepreneur when it comes to like movie making and photography. Uh, that's why I uh, invested in the, or we invested in the FPV drone because we want to offer uh, really dynamic shots uh, with the FPV drone um, uh, uh, as a as a part of the package. You know, uh, we went, we want to uh, up the production value by also having the FPV drone. Uh, so that's why um, I want to build a CineLifter for uh, later, but not now. I need more practice. And I also, um, um, the start of the, uh, I bought, uh, I, when I started FVVing, I bought a ready to fly drone. And that was like almost plug and play. You have to program the drone. Uh, I sat like all night programming the drone. Uh, was it was Elion born then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like <laughs> super tired in the morning, and I was like, oh, I can't like figure this out. Uh, and also, I had in mind that I'm gonna, I'm going to crash this. I'm going to destroy it, and then I have to fix it. But I want to fly it before, so I can you just uh, you know uh, know what it's like to fly the FPV drone. And uh, I'm so in love with it, and. My adrenaline each time I fly, uh, it's it's super sky high. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in the future, uh, probably gonna invest in a CineLifter, but um, for now, uh, a GoPro Nine is it's it's creating so much uh, so great footage, and it also uh, can take like a really uh, big hit. Uh, compared to a cinematic camera, you cannot like crash that. I don't know how people do that. Uh, yeah, uh, but in the future, I want to uh, offer uh, FPV cinematic shots um, for customers uh, to, yeah, you know, just up the production value. I love to make movies, and FPV drone is uh, is like the um, big game changer. I think for uh, yeah. You don't need like helicopters anymore. You can use the the drone or the FPV drone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think just between the two of them, you can get such a range of shots, um, which I think is fantastic. Um, I mean, Hugo Healy, we had him on. Um, he was one of the first three episodes that I think we released. Um, he's currently out in Dubai. He works for a film um, film company called Base Films. Um, and they've just strapped a, a red Komodo to a FPV drone, which is like an 18,000 pound cinema camera so i know what you mean about sort of fpv drones because i think when people first start out they are designed to take a hit um i mean i think if you fly fpv for the first time and don't crash it i think you know you've you were clearly an fpv drone in your previous life because i think that you just have to be prepared that the drone is going to take a hit um and i mean i think you've got to be at some kind of extreme level to be able to have the confidence to strap a, a red komodo on the front and and not crash it yeah i mean there, there's like uh yeah yeah that's true that's a really good point as well uh but i think there is like um with the gopro you normally take uh, more risk than with a red komodo or <laughs> maybe uh yeah a red camera uh, uh on the the fpv drone uh so i mean like uh uh if you if you hit the grass, it's probably not gonna kill your drone. But if you uh, fly next to a Bugatti or something, mm -hmm. I have a friend 
in uh, Dubai right now, and he he flew like a Cine lifter for for Bugatti, and uh, I mean he has a lot of experience, and um, uh, those shots are just so cool. Uh, that that's the dream in the future. Yeah, definitely. So you guys briefly touched on, obviously in your introductions, you sort of briefly touched on how you sort of first got into photography. So do you want to give a little bit more detail on that, about how you sort of got into droning and how that's got you to sort of doing the commercial work that you do now and, and where you are now? Yeah, um, so we followed a lot of, um, you know, Norway Instagram uh, accounts where they, like, they posted a lot of great photos from Norway and also... We've seen a lot of landscape uh, Instagrammers. Yeah, it's been a lot of inspiration. And then I started thinking that maybe we can do that too, because we we do live in a place where this is possible. <laughs> so uh, we started out in 2018 and- And that was after, uh, there was a year before that. Uh, we went yeah, hiking yeah. a lot in the mountains and- uh, Yeah, there's this thing every year here, it's called Stikut. It's actually, that actually means get out. So it's the, on each mountaintop, you, you get a code and the goal is to like collect all the codes on all the mountaintops. Yeah. And I had like this crazy, um, I wanted to win. I wanted to take all of them as fast as possible. So we started doing this and hiked a lot of mountains here. We actually got to 106 different places. Yeah. And that was from this was, May. Yeah. From May to, to October. October. Yeah. yeah. So 106 different mountaintops. <laughs> Yeah, we, we got really tired because we ended up doing like when we first had free time during the weekends, we took like four mountaintops in one day. And our dog, Trulta, she was, oh, she was so tired. She was so exhausted. But we live really close to Geiranger, if you've ever heard of that. It's actually the landscape that they used in Frozen, the movie. Um, so this is a place, it's really, it's known for its landscape. It's a, it's actually a re really big fjord. Uh, the, yeah, all the cruise ships goes in there every time there's tourists here. It's a UNESCO uh, yeah. heritage uh, yeah. place. Yeah, that's like one hour away from here. And we went on one of the craziest hikes we've ever been to. And yeah, we just, it was so beautiful. And we actually started bringing our camera on the trips by then. And we took a lot of photos. Um, we didn't know what we were doing and we were not supposed to post this, these photos. But actually after we've seen a lot of people posting landscape photos and stuff like that, we realized that this is something we definitely could do. Especially after being on all those hikes and seeing all those crazy landscapes. Yeah. And shortly after that, we kind of figured that there is so much more joy uh, uh, hiking the mountains with a camera and you you try to, you know, uh, make something beautiful out of it uh, instead of just going to the mountain and just eat like a yogurt and go down again. That's... <laughs> Although that's really good as well. Yeah, yeah. For exercise, for exercise, <laughs> it's super good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we figured uh, that uh, bringing a camera and just taking time and just looking for beautiful things uh, opened our eyes to the local nature. Yeah, actually bringing the camera made us see more of the beauty we have. Yeah. Because earlier we, we just lived in a place with a lot of mountains. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it because I had to hike every time I wanted to go for a walk. Yeah. Like I said earlier. Or you have to go a hill uh, whenever yeah. you want to visit your now friend I or see something. Everything, yeah. <laughs> but now I see everything around and it's so beautiful. Yeah. So we can go to 
there's one mountain it's like it's only a 20 minute hike but you get like stunning views over the fjords and everything and yeah it's gorgeous it's crazy steep though <laughs> but it's really beautiful <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, it's also nice to have the opportunity and also we feel blessed. Uh, I think I can say that for both, uh, that we have those kind of mountains around us. Uh, and uh, I mean, yeah, that was probably why we started with photography. Yeah, uh, because we had so much to take photos of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I guess it probably works well for you guys as well because you can use the opportunity to take the pictures and then those pictures then remind you of the hikes and obviously if you were kind of hiking up there anyway out of pure enjoyment then taking the pictures is just sort of an added bonus I guess. Yeah especially now because when we first started out we uh, we tried way too hard I want to say like that because we almost spent okay we could spend like one hour hiking and then two hours taking photos because <laughs> this was before we knew anything we didn't know what we were doing so that actually it kind of destroyed the enjoyment of the hike because I'm a kind of person who love hike. I love to hike, but I also want to see the see the hikes. I want to enjoy them. Uh, but if we spend all our time just taking photos, it kind of destroys it. So now we have learned to get a good mix between those two. Yeah, the balance between like enjoying the the scene and uh, photography photos. is yeah. like really important because uh at some point we just uh went to hikes uh did all the photography and we went down and like we didn't I see don't, anything <laughs> i don't remember how it looked up there we had the photos of course but that was the only photo yeah yeah and uh and you know when you see like a waterfall in real life compared to the photo it's you can't compare those yeah so, yeah that was the problem so we started to enjoy it more yeah so uh, the balance is to just leave the camera sometimes and just uh, or and the drone, of course, uh, and just uh, take a second and enjoy what's around you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I read something somewhere that there was almost a psychology thing that if you take a picture of something, you remember it less because you rely on sort of having that photo to remember it by. And I think it's very true because you know, there's been times where you spend so much time looking down the camera and trying to get that exact shot that it is that you want, that you then forget to look around, like you say, and, and you you don't remember it. You just remember trying to get the shot that you wanted. Yeah, that's exactly what we felt for that. Yeah, uh, we couldn't, couldn't remember the hikes at all. We just remember the cameras. Yeah. And all of those thousand photos we took because we took way too many of the same place. <laughs> uh, that's why it's it's so uh, it's so uh, important to print out the photos and just uh, leave them on your walls. And also, yeah, <laughs> um, all our photography, our drone footage and stuff. Uh, she, uh, Danny, makes uh, albums every year, yeah. and of every trip uh, we've been to. So. Whenever we go to a place uh, like I, uh, Iceland or maybe China or uh, Portugal, she makes a, a, um, a photo album. Photo album, so and we then we can actually look through. Yeah, home. yeah, uh, and they are uh, placed in a in a shelf, and we look at them quite often actually because it's so um, funny to look back at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think having something physical, especially in a world where everything is digital, I think having a physical picture that you can hold and look through and and have that to remember it by is so important. I mean, the same with music. I mean, you know, the vinyl um, records are coming back now and people just like having been able to hold it in their hands. And, you know, I I sometimes wonder, you know, if, if my phone didn't turn back on one time or the internet suddenly went down, I wouldn't have access to my pictures because I don't have that many of them in sort of like a physical form. And I think we rely on sort of computers and and phones a lot for sort of digital content when like, I think printing things off and putting them in a photo album is a great way because you've got it there physically in your hand and you sort of, to look back at them all, you know, you've got every single one of them there in front of you. And you don't have to scroll through four years to find them. You just see, oh, that's that album. Okay. Yeah. Because that's also one thing. Because we have um, we have a lot of photos. Like I said, we took like thousands of photos to begin with because we didn't know what to do. So now uh, it's very difficult to actually make a um, way to organize everything. But we do have two hard drives and everything is in the sky, just in case. But like you said. In the cloud. Yeah, in the cloud. Yeah, yeah. That's what I meant, sorry. <laughs> yeah yeah but at least um yeah so if we want to find something you have to like really know where it is or you have to look forever yeah <laughs> that's why also one of the reasons i make the photo albums yeah uh, also uh, i can i you can probably compare it to reading a book um on your ipad or uh or Actually, or a, a physical book yeah uh, so it's much better to read a book um on um on a physical book yeah, instead of like an ipad or a screen uh where your eyes get uh, tired um uh but uh yeah we have both kindles so uh <laughs> we're not that good of examples yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean yeah the kindle is the same it's like uh it's almost like a physical book book right yeah but yeah i i think that's a good comparison yeah, definitely. So just sort of finishing up then, is there any tips that you could offer for people that are maybe just looking at their first drone or have just started flying? Anything that you wish sort of people had told you when you guys were first starting out? Hmm. Yeah, we've learned a lot. Uh, yeah. In Norway, if you want to fly the drone, be careful of the birds. <laughs> because we actually have a lot of people we know that have lost their drones because birds attacked the drones. Yeah. Um, but... Um, Okay, first of all, uh, we can learn from that. Uh, respect the wildlife. Uh, that's number one. Yeah. And also, like, respect the laws and uh, don't, like, um, break the rules when it comes to flying. Also, a tip uh, when droning, um, you should get uh, multiple batteries. When we first bought our uh, first drone, uh, we only had one battery, so we had to like, uh, um, yeah, we only had one chance. That's a that was a Phantom Four, um, so uh, we didn't get a lot of airtime, um, unfortunately. Uh, but then we bought the the Mavic Pro, and we had three batteries uh, with a car charger, and that changed the game. Uh, we could fly uh, uh, anywhere uh, where it was legal, of course. Um, and uh, obviously you get more experience uh, from three, uh, three batteries uh, compared to one. Uh, so uh, uh, 
uh, one thing is always to fly in open areas and um, always plan ahead where you're going to fly. Uh, yeah. Do you have any more tips? Respect the people around you. Yeah. Because you're actually, there's rules for flying too close to people. And if you have an accident with a drone, you can actually hit someone if you don't respect the people around you, like I said. Yeah. And also, if you want to take good photos with drones, you just have to keep trying. You have yeah. to take a lot of photos. Mm. Because you can't... I mean, you, you, do, can, you, you can, don't you yeah. don't have to take a lot of photos, but you have to like take Uses. different different <laughs> angles and just try out. Uh, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, go out and take a lot of photos. Like, yeah. go out and look for things, and also use Google Maps and Google Earth to look for cool um, cool landscapes from above, because that's what you get from the drone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, Google Earth has been uh, so helpful for us uh after we discovered google earth and uh, you know the tr 3d uh, effect uh, uh yeah that's, that showed us how we can get the perfect drone shot and stuff like that yeah so yeah also tip for flying uh flying fpv drones um uh how i started i bought like a ready to fly drone and i had uh, uh I wanted to fly it until I ruined it and uh, fix it uh, later, and that's that's been a really good um, strategy for me, uh, because you know that's how it is. That's the hobby. You need to learn how to solder. You need to learn how to program a bit, but uh, you can get most. Uh, you can get a really, really much help from the internet, uh, from the YouTuber Joshua Bardwell. Uh, I've watched him a lot and uh, he, uh, without him, it would have been so hard. Uh, um, to fix the drone? Yeah, also to fix the drone, but uh, getting into the FPV world. Uh, and, um, uh, uh, and also you need to, like, I spend a lot of time practicing how to land. And I also uh, made, like, uh, strategies uh, when flying because FPV is like really hard to just hover an FPV drone. Uh, uh, so um, uh, I uh, actually uh, um, want to say to the people who wants to start with FPV drone that you should probably start in level mode and just uh, figure out how uh, powerful the throttle can be. Uh, and also fly the drone simulator on the computer. Yeah, yeah. Also fly the drone simulator. <laughs> I use the the drone racing league, and I also have the the um, liftoff uh, game. Uh, and I invited a friend over, and he was like so hooked uh, in the drone racing league game. We ended up playing all night long. So uh, that's uh, that's a fun thing to do. <laughs> And definitely helps out with the uh, with the FPV skills. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you both for taking time out of your evening to chat. Um, it's been really great chatting. Do you want to just remind everybody um, each of your Instagrams? Yeah, mine is uh, Danny Langedel, and his is uh, Swenson. Yeah. W. Is a S W E N D S E N. <laughs> Perfect. Well, as I say, thank you very much for taking time out of your evening, um, and all the best with everything in the future. Thank you. Thank you.